You're listening to the Prime Podcast, the Young Adult Culture of Abundant Living Faith Center, with Cruz Ramirez and Mark McGaffin. Hey, my people, Prime people, welcome back to another edition of the Prime Culture Podcast. Today, we're throwing it all the way back to a conversation we had at Thrive by Prime with Cruz Ramirez, Pastor Chris Durso of Saints Church, and Pastor Jared Neiman of our church, Abundant Living Faith Center. But before we jump into the conversation, I want to remind you of two things. Number one, we have Prime HQ taking place March 15th at 5 p.m. at our East Church. This is where all of our servant leaders come together and we build the culture. We want to see you there. Then on March 19th, it's Culture Night, 7.30 p.m. at the Epic Rail Yard. No need to RSVP. We've made all the room possible. We want to see you there. It's going to be a powerful night. Now let's jump into this conversation at Thrive by Prime. Here's Cruz Ramirez. All right, here we go. I'm super excited that we have some of our dear friends. First of all, our lead pastor is in the building tonight. Where's Pastor Terry? He's somewhere in here. Make sure, can we find Pastor Jared because he's, he's right up. Here. Oh, dude, I'm oh sorry. My, hello. Wow. You look so young. That's what it was. I, I, yeah. Yes, you just. Hey, listen, we don't exist without the vision Amen. and without our, our senior leadership, Amen. our senior pastors making room for us. Can we just show some love? Pastor Jared, Pastor Charles, Pastor Shannon. Right? You, here's something I really appreciate. Every culture night we've had, Pastor Jared has been. And he's so good looking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Pastor Jared has been at every culture night, man. I think that's incredible. Thank yeah, you for thank giving, you. giving us the opportunity to do this. Uh, our friend, Pastor Chris Durso from NYC <laughs> is in the room. And so we're super duper excited that he's in the building. So can we just show them some love? Hey, can we honor, will you stand to your feet as Pastor Jared, Pastor Chris make their way up here? Amen. I need my phone. All right, whoa, that's a hot mic right there. That's you. All right, grab your seat, grab a seat, grab a seat. We're just gonna talk real quick. Okay, you good? Awesome, awesome. So the questions you just asked, we're just gonna do a real quick rapid fire thing. We're just calling it KISS. Keep it short and simple, okay? You see what we did there, we're witty. We're so witty. We're just gonna keep it short and simple. Okay? It's like only the things you can get away with at young adults. You know. You know what I mean? Like, we're going like, to kiss. Like, huh? Yeah, keep it short and simple. Oh, oh there awesome. it is. Yep, 100%. Yeah, let's go. Um, so here we go. One of the questions that was just asked, what's a hidden gem in NYC? A hidden gem that you got to visit when you go to NYC. A Cuban restaurant in Corona, Queens called Rincón Criollo. And I said that wrong because I'm white. So my, my tongue doesn't roll that way. What's the meal they got to get? Ooh, steak and onions. Ooh. Ooh. Or beef steak, but okay. I, I don't want to tempt in this room. Beef steak. Yo estoy gringo. <laughs> I like it. Okay, for both of you, real quick. How many times have you read the Bible? I don't know if the question is all the way through. Uh, this year? Three times. <laughs> Love it. Wow. All the way, I don't know. I like it. No idea. Can we get some more juice on Pastor Hello. Jared's mic? Am I on? Hello. There it is. There we go. Okay. Here we go. Super, super spiritual. Okay. 
What are your favorite scriptures? Romans 12. Boom. Love it. Love it. First Thessalonians 1 verse 2 out of the message. Oof. It's obvious that God not only loves you. But he has his hand on you, on your life, to do something special. Come on. That's awesome. That's how, awesome. How awesome would it be if like, we said like, the wrong scripture and nobody wants to say anything? Like, I'm the guest. <laughs> Proverbs 39. <laughs> no Which, such thing. Yeah. Which is funny because it's like a Bible joke. Only Christians oh my think gosh. that's funny. Okay, let's keep going. Okay. Top three favorite movies of all time. It's hard. I mean, we're in church. Um, <laughs> Passion of the Christ. <laughs> um, fireproof. Yeah, fireproof and left behind. Fire. One and two. I legit never saw that movie. Me either. I know, man. I'm sorry. I don't go see the Christian movies. I've seen War Room like 17 times, though. I have a prayer closet in my house. I don't. Mm. I don't. But top favorite movies. Uh I really love Matrix. Oh. <laughs> Is a, that on TBN? I'm a, I'm a geek. If it's not on TBN, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I'm a geek. I, I love the Lord of the Rings movies. I'm sorry. You know. I'm also a sap, and I love me some romantic comedies. Oh. And uh, not, Notting Hill is my jam. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. I'm not afraid to admit it. So we're going to so. go deep real quick. This is kind of a heavy question, oh, but here we go. Is it wrong to serve on the praise and worship team and play in bars at the same time? I don't, I don't, wait, what? I don't get the question. So I Is serve, it wrong to be on the praise and worship team? But I also gig at bars. You gotta let the lead pastor answer that. I don't wanna that's, mess with anyone's a, theology. What about your church? Uh, I mean, New York is a, is a city full of musicians, so man, we have a lot of people that would produce, write, that is their income, it's how they came in. Um, and the way I look at it is that you can't impact the darkness if you're not in it. Uh, so I, I don't mind it. I mean, you're in it, not of it. So let's, let's do it. Unless Pastor Unless Charles and Jared would not agree with that. Then, then whatever I, they say. Then I was just say. kidding, you know. Um, <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great answer. I agree with it. Uh, until the Holy Spirit convicts you. Wow. And if you feel convicted about it, then obey the conviction of the Holy Spirit. That's a great answer. So, wow. So we're going to go from deep to shallow. Also, if you're okay. in the club, it doesn't mean you have to be in the Hello. club. Hello. So. Hello. So good. You can go to the darkness and we're to be the light in the darkness. And Not, don't, we don't go participate in the darkness. And so. don't miss call time on Sunday morning. Yeah. So. Like, that's what we make it about at that point. <laughs> like, keep your Christianity and your appointments. Like, oh, yeah. Make sure don't you confirm. On, yeah, don't miss huddle. <laughs> make sure you confirm on planning center. Because that is sin. Okay. Describe your favorite article of clothing. That's a good question. Describe? Like, without just saying shoes? <laughs> what brand? Oh, can we go there? I don't want to. No, never mind. Preachers and sneakers. We're not doing that. First We're not off, doing that. Never mind. I, no. Never mind. I rebuke preachers and sneakers. In Jesus' name. I, first off, I grew up, okay, I paid for my wedding with my sneaker collection. I was, I was a size 10 since the sixth grade, 10 and a half, and everyone told me I was gonna be tall as a result of it, which they lied. Um, 
But as a result, I always collected Jordans. So true story, I used to get made fun of in school for wearing old Jordans before they retroed Jordans. So when, I, when, I, when we got engaged, my wife and I got engaged, she was getting her master's. I was a poor youth pastor. I sold about 50 pairs of sneakers and it paid for my wedding. So I thank God for sneakers and did a lot. And if we're having the conversation, Air Jordan 1's are my favorite sneaker of all Air time. Air Jordan 1's? Jordan 1's are my favorite sneaker of all time. That's good to know. What size again? Ten and a half. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Unapologetically. Hey. Pastor Jared. What? Favorite article of clothing. If you come to our church, you know that I love a good jacket. Oh, yeah. And a I good love, jacket. Yeah. I love me some boots. Oh, yeah, dear. So there. Okay. Very, very good. Okay. One piece of advice that's a must-go-to on rela- ro- romantic relationship. Ooh, let's One go. One piece of advice. Because we're in a room full of singles. <laughs> so what I would say to the singles is singleness is not a struggle. It's a, it's a season. So you're not enduring this season until you find him or her. If you are, if you're a believer, if you're a child of God, if you're a Christian, the mindset is, God, what do I need to learn in this time? What do I need to be focused on? Because when you find, when you find him or her, guess what? They're not completing you. You're completing Jesus. They're coming alongside you and you're building kingdom together. For the one that is in relationship, let's stop operating from any narcissistic self-serving mindsets that would say, well, I'm called, follow me. I have a wife, I have two children. My daughter Chloe turned 10 yesterday. My son Dylan's about to turn 13 uh, in March. I'll be married 14, 15 years, sorry, in November. And although I travel to preach, but my wife is playing a role right now by being with our children. She's raising them. She's loving on them. She's, she's texting me. She's praying with me. What are you preaching tonight? You know why? Because I'm not called. We're called. Yeah. And you have to understand that when you're in relationships, you're both called. Which make sure, make sure you like what they're called to do more than you like how they look. Because this is a forever thing and God takes covenant very seriously. Work, so in other words, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Good work, Chris. Good I mean, we could do this all day because there are three long. people I love to preach to. Leaders, women, on the opposite side, can't stand doing men's groups, sorry. And, and then young adults. Young adults are my people. And for this exact reason that the church, and here's why I thank God, let me brag on Pastor Jared Cruz, Pastor Charles, because the church for so long has ignored young adults because they didn't know how to handle young adults. And what a trick of the enemy because it's actually the young adults that are the vibrancy, are the life of the church. And if you don't give them purpose, you're gonna miss the life. So shout out to all of you here on a Friday night that showed up, you're amazing. I love it. That's a great, great answer. Pastor Jared, this is a really good question, um, and you're our lead pastor, so it's a question on the house, but how far is Prime going to reach? Well, uh, okay, um, well, the, the simple answer is it will reach as far as they want Let's to take go. it, and so um, it'll reach every school if they, if you, this room will take it personal. Yeah. It'll go into 
every building at UTEP. It'll go into every building in MSU. It'll go into the nursing programs. It'll go into all the internships. Um, it will fill up the new downtown campus, which is two seconds away from here. Um, to be honest with you, it, if you all want it, then it will have a weekly service. It will, it will have yearly, it'll have annual conferences. What about a where tour? Guys like him will come and. Hey, what about a tour? Preach. It'll, it'll what if we did a tour? Everything. I mean, like a college campus there, tour. There is, there is no limit on God's anointing on, when the people take ownership of the anointing. So Amen. Everything Abundant Living has done in this city should have not been done by human standard. So the truth is we shouldn't be sitting in here with, you can't even fit people in here. We shouldn't be, but that's Abundant Living. That's what our church does. Because the, if there's one thing about Abundant Living, it's that the people of it take it serious. Yes, they take ownership of it. Yeah. And they go make it happen. I love it. And I love it. where there's vision, people thrive. That's and correct. so Prime has a strong culture and vision, so it will go as far as they, not as far as you want it to yeah. go. Like, you were the visionary and the dreamer of it, but it will go as far as they want it Let's to go. Let's go. We're building something. I love it. Amen. Can we just take a moment and just say amen to that? Amen. Like you're for real. Amen. Amen. Last question. Chiefs or 49ers? J-Lo. Judge. <laughs> I don't care. Either. I'm just I'm gonna, I'm happy I'm gonna be home with my my son yeah. and he's gonna be pumped about it and I'm gonna have an excuse to eat bad so I think the Chiefs are gonna yeah I, I'm, I, let me go with Chiefs did someone give us a, like a fun uh, I'm snap just really for a good halftime show I'm so glad it's <laughs> I'm not really into play. that <laughs> who who is the halftime show he's oh J Lo yeah Jenny from the blocks Bronx let's go let's New York go. I'm with it okay just Jared. glad it's not the worst band ever Coldplay. <laughs> I'll just pick it up. <laughs> Chiefs or 49ers? I think the Chiefs will win. Chiefs. Woo, okay. Okay. Wow. All right, here we go. Chiefs or 49ers? Just make sure you're at church on Sunday. That's all I'm saying. Just make sure you're church on, church on Sunday because Jesus is the victory. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Shut up. Amen. Hey, so... I'm super stoked, man, that that our pastors are with us tonight and that, Chris, thanks for being so gracious to yeah. just come hang with us tonight, man. Um, if you follow Pastor Chris on his social networks, like, you'll, you'd see what God is doing in New York City. Yeah. Um, it's just really cool, the the anointing that and the grace that God has given your creativity and just your way to be able to grab culture but keep the sacred and then just make it this incredible experience. You did it with Misfit NYC, and now with Saints Church. So Christ Tabernacle um, existed for how long? 30 plus years? 35 years. 35 years. Mm -hmm. Last Sunday, you officially became, or was it last week, 
Yeah, you officially last became, Friday the, became the lead last, pastor. The lead pastor of Christ Tabernacle, which now transitioned to Saints, Saints Church. Church. I love Saints Church, and um, I'm just going to stir. I'm going to stir the conversation a little bit. And listen, I hope you hear our heart. I don't have time to explain the question all the way, and so um, w- w- will you please hear it with ears of, of grace and faith? Okay, um, culture in our city has been predominantly. Catholic, and so the thought of being a saint is, is, is different. Now, I'm not throwing stones. It's not right. Well, I'm not throwing stones. It's a different perspective, um, but I, wanted, I really wanted to stir our conversation on not just why you called it and why the Lord led you to Saints Church, but how powerful that concept is for this generation to recognize that um, the, the, the saints aren't just venerated when they die and someone says, man, that person was a really good person when they were alive. But that through the finished work of Jesus and what he does through us, we're not just celebrating dead saints, but we can celebrate living saints, right? Can you just talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, I'll, give the, I'll give the Genesis story in a second of where the name and, and that whole moment happened. Um, I just actually think it's really important to know that respectfully, um, I mean, Catholicism is massive in New York. Uh, I'm Italian. Uh, My whole family's Roman Catholic outside of my parents and my brothers. Uh, So I understand it. Um, However, the term saint actually comes from Paul. And Paul in his writings of the New Testament refers to God's people as the saints. It's also important to note that Paul never refers to someone that is past as a saint. The saints in the Bible are always living. So if, if you were here and with Paul and Peter, and you were to say, St. Paul, St. Peter, they would say, St. Cruz, St. Chris. And you would say, well, I'm not worthy to be a saint. And then they would look at you and say, you're making the word something else wow. than what we originally intended wow. it to be. The term saint literally, like proper translation, just means set apart. It means holiness. Not holy in the sense of I'm better than you. It just simply means if I take this cup and I set it apart for Jesus. So the moment I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, I become set apart for Jesus. A lot of times we make things into something else and they're not. So men can make things and they could say things and they could do all that. And I understand that because that's how the world works. However, from the people that gave us the name, I would look at how they use it. I'll also say that the term saint is used to describe God's people in the Bible and the term Christian is not. And it's actually the term that God gives us. It's actually God's nickname for God's people. So when someone says you can't call someone a saint, I'm saying, you're not going to rob my nickname from God. That's what God called me. So respectfully, it's actually not as complex as others may make it. Now, I understand what religion has done, and I don't use religion in in any negative sense of the term um, at all. But I I would encourage you just to do the research and do the math that it was... Not the characters or the men and the women that you read about in the Bible that turned the word saint into that. It's other people after. It would be the equivalent of someone saying, I can't use 
the rainbow because the rainbow was used for other things. The inception of the rainbow was God's promise to humanity. So I'm not going to allow anyone to hijack what God gave me. And I say that respectfully. I don't say that with any animosity, but this is what God gave us. So if God designated it as, as this, why would I allow anyone to tell me yeah, otherwise? That's correct. I was preaching in Oklahoma City, and there's a, a, a conference that I preach at or would preach at every year. And about four years ago, the hotel that they put me in every year, it's, it's like an art installation in the lobby. It's a pretty cool hotel in downtown OKC. And they had the quote on the wall, every saint has a past, every sinner has a future. And I just wrote in my journal and would think about it from time to time. And then came back the following year, see the same quote there. And I just decided last year, last year, 2019, every year we start off with a banner theme for our church. And I said, hey, our banner theme in 2019 is going to be every saint has a past, every sinner has a future. And just taking the idea, and we, our churches are very similar in the sense that we would do sermon series. So let's not just say something to say it, let's break it down. So one month we did a series called Every Saint. What does it mean? Then we did a series called Every Sinner. What does it mean? And then in August, uh, a woman by the name of Havila Cunnington, uh, she was preaching in our church. Yeah, she's awesome. I love her. A uh, good friend of mine, she, she actually, at the end of the sermon, started to prophesy over me and uh, called me out in front of everyone uh, in the best way possible and just said, God's given you a decision to make and it's going to happen suddenly. Wow. And she said, church, get ready because it's going to go from one thing to the next immediately. And the moment she said it, I go, oop, the name of the church is going to be Saints Church. I never thought about it before that moment, but the Holy Spirit told me in that moment. Now you have to understand, our church is 35 years old. There's history. It's called Christ Tabernacle. I grew up in Christ Tabernacle. I love Christ Tabernacle. The moment that that happened, I went to eat with my, I'm sorry, a few days later, I went to eat with my wife and my parents. And I said, hey, I'm going to. I felt the Holy Spirit tell me I'm going to change the name of the church. And they were like, oh, man. And right away, without even knowing the name, I don't know. It's going to cause headache and all the things that, you know, you could suspect would happen in a 35-year-old church. And then my mom finally goes, well, what's the name? Like, kind of like that. And I went, Saints Church. And the media she went, that's it. Wow. And she said, that's what God wants. So it was, it was just a matter of having the prophesying over. Holy Spirit drops it in my heart. And I would have never dishonored my parents, even though I knew I was going to be the lead pastor, because I'm still supposed to honor my parents. And, and the fact that they were able to bear witness. In fact, my dad, the following week, then announced it to the church that it, we were going to become Saints Church. And that just meant so much to me. But I, kind of, I knew Cruz was going to ask me this, and I didn't know I was going to get into all that. And I knew I took a lot of time. But I, I do want to, I want to point out one thing to this room. This room, it's so important. Paul says to Timothy... Don't allow anyone to look down on you because of your youth, your, youth your, your age. Here's an important thing to know. Depending on how you communicate that statement and the inflection of your voice, you may make that statement into something else. Like, for a long time, I thought he was saying, don't let anyone look down on you. Like, let them know, okay? Like, don't let them look down on you. You know that's not what he's saying? Here's what he's saying. He's like, hey, don't give them a reason to look down on you. That's good. So when it comes to your purity, when it comes to how you talk, when it comes to how you behave, don't act how the culture acts. Don't act your age. Hey, hey, don't give them a reason. 
Careful how you talk. Careful how you behave. And if I were going to bring this thing back full circle to the term saint, it represents holiness. Can I tell you? Come on, Chris. Can I tell you that holiness really still matters to God? He is all about, he is all about holiness. He is all about how you talk, how you behave, what you listen to, what you partake in. Yeah, well, I'm living, I'm living in this world, in this culture. Great. Let me give you some advice. Don't give them a reason. That's great, Chris. Because when they saw in your Insta story that you were in church on a Friday night, and then when you hung out with them, you weren't acting the same way that they would think that you would be acting in church. Hey, do yourself a favor. Don't give them a reason because you reflect me and I reflect you. So, so when you behave out of pocket, it's an injustice to That's what beautiful. we're building. But don't forget that you are a saint. You are set apart for the good work of the kingdom. I love uh, that. In the I love Greek, that. In, in the Greek, the word holiness means set apart. Yep. So if you want to be viewed as, as a saint, then you are holy. So holiness, you, set apart, and then the word is sanctus, yep. which literally is saint, which is set apart. Here's what I love. I want to push this a little more practically, right? Because another thought, I, another thought to holiness is, yes, yeah, set apart, but it's also complete. It's lacking nothing. Right, so we're holy as he is holy. Not that I'm God, but in his completion, my brokenness is made whole. Right, and so I'm holy, not just, not just perfect, beautiful, divine, but I'm also complete. I lack nothing, which is important for this generation, for like your generation, because a lot of times we think when I get there, when I get that, when I get older, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be faithful when I get married. I'll get, I'll get my money right when I get married. When I finish college, I'll take my life seriously. When I get my real job, I'll walk with Jesus seriously. But you're already complete today because he called you holy. Right, you know? so, when, so when he says you're holy, you're set apart, here's what it means. So when I, when I take this and I set it apart over here, here's what we're saying, young adults. Set apart over here, you have everything you need That's over great, here. Chris. You're That's complete. Great. So Cruz is absolutely right. I'm complete over here, which means I don't have to go looking over there because Say they that. don't have anything else Say for that. me. But you know what should happen? I'm so focused on being complete here. Everyone on the other side is going, what, what does he say have that. over so there? Good. And you say, hey, so you good. can come and get some of this, but I'm not going over there where you're at. Plus so God rewards it. Yeah. Plus God rewards it. God rewards it. it. Yeah, right. I love and it. his goodness will be undeniable when you make that decision. Beautiful. Yeah. How good is God? That's awesome. Yeah. So, and the joy and the satisfaction and the fulfillment that you were searching for when you were here but couldn't ever get. Huh. When you get here, supernaturally, God gives it to you. Because of your decision to be a saint, set apart. Saints, I, I, I love this. So Jared says it a specific way. And if you've come to our church, you've heard Pastor teach, you've heard him say this. You want God's results, you do it God's way. Saints do it God's way. So let's talk about that a little bit. We talked about like what not to do, but let's take a couple minutes as we land the plane on the conversation as lead pastors of a church. And we'll start with you, Chris. Seven first. days in, um, I'm an expert at this. All that point. wisdom, all that wisdom. You have stood the test. Of <laughs> as lead pastors of a church, um, and 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 we'll end the conversation with you, Jared, speaking over what we expect the saints at Prime and the saints at Abundant Living to look like in their wholeness and their holiness, right? But give, give, give us a few just points of DNA. Like when you look at Saints Church, you say, this is what a saint looks like. Obviously, there's, biblical, there's, there's a biblical framework. But then just the personality of your church. Does that make sense, Chris? Yeah. I mean, I, I would first, before I go off on preaching 
the beauty and the wholeness that we have in Jesus because we're, we're saved and we're sanctified, I would like to point out that as much as we pursue Jesus and as much as we pursue God, we're never going to get it completely right 100% of the time. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to mess up. But here's the beauty of the gospel. Even when we don't do what God wants, we are still the one that God wants. That's great. That's beautiful. That, 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 that means that, that even though I mess up as a young adult, even though I mess up as a dad, even though I mess up as a husband, I'm still God's and God's is still mine. I, we, we belong to one another. With that said, your relationship with God is always intact because he's saying, I love you and I want you. You're willing to repent? Stay with me. I got you. It's us that we have to be careful that we don't walk away from the relationship. If I were to encourage you with anything, I would say take hold of the relationship you have and realize what you have in God. I find that so often young adults are so fickle in their, in their Christianity because they think, listen, they think that something could be robbed of them. So because a lot of their relationship or with God is predicated on a boyfriend or a girlfriend, when the relationship goes south, they no longer have a space in the church. Or because they were serving while they were in a relationship, then when they break up, they're no longer going to serve in the church. He, he broke my heart. He, he took my peace. He, he took a piece of me. And I would say, no, let's go back to the point that Cruz made. We are whole in God. A couple of, uh, a couple of months ago, my wife and I, well, two years ago, uh, my wife and my children and I bought a home and we had to gut it from the inside out. It's a hundred year old home and we had to gut it from the inside out. So as a result, we moved into my parents' basement. While moving into my parents' basement, we let my parents know about this, this great streaming system called Netflix. <laughs> And we set up Netflix Can for them. Can you tell my dad about it? Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying. We set up Netflix on their television. Mom's using it. Dad's using it. Everyone's enjoying it. Everyone's loving it. We move out. We go into our home. I get a text message from my mom. Son, can you please call me? Hey, mom, what's up? She says, son, I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to ask you this. I need you to be honest with me. I said, okay, mom, what's up? She said, well, when you were living here, the Netflix worked great. But now that you're gone, it doesn't work. I said, okay, mom, what are you asking me? Well, I don't want to accuse you, but did you take my Netflix? <laughs> Bless your heart, mom. You have no idea how this works. I can't take your Netflix. As long as you have the ability to stream, you have the ability to have your Netflix. Can I tell you that no man took your peace, no woman took your peace, no man took your heart, no woman took your purpose, because your purpose, your heart, your spirit, and your joy were never predicated on that man or that woman or that relationship or that job or that internship. Everything you ever need is never found in anyone else but solely Jesus. Everything you need is in Jesus. Your peace is in Jesus. So young adults, stay consistent in the word. Stay focused on the word of God and realize that everything you have is found in Jesus. That's good word. Praise God. Amen. The saints at prime abundant living. What do we, what do we see? 
Um, so that, that, can I just tell a story real yeah, quick? So, you can do whatever you want. Okay. It's true, uh, us lead pastors don't have to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, it's um, not true. You know, that, that statement that you said to me, uh, or said that I say a lot, and I say it a lot, I mainly say it to myself. Wow. If you want God's results, do it God's way. So that came from when I was young and single, and I was not at all living a godly life. I was working here. Wow. I was in leadership here. Wow. And I was, as the kids would say, fronting. <laughs> Do we say that anymore? No. no. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? What is it? Capping. Oh, I'm 40. <laughs> but I was, I was not, yeah, a mortgage, kids. <laughs> and this is like four in the morning for me. <laughs> Let me get back to my point. But I was, okay, you know what I mean. And um, I, but listen, listen, listen to what I'm going to say to you. I was praying and asking God for things that I was not willing to do. Wow. That's great. So I was praying for God to bring me a godly woman, but I was not godly. Wow. I was praying for God to bring me a holy woman, but I was still sleeping around. Wow. I was praying for God to bring me a convicted woman, and yet I didn't have any. And um, <clears throat> I heard one night in my spirit, um, you know, if you want my results, maybe you should start doing it my way. And so... I, um, sorry, this is very personal for me, but um, it was in that day, and I've told you this story before, that I decided to, I, I view it like I was riding a wave. And it was that night that I decided to get off of my parents' surfboard on the wave and get on my own. And, um, I decided that night to actually get my own revelation Jeez. of Jesus for my life. And um, I never once, I never again prayed a prayer asking God to give me something or give our church something that I was not willing to be. And... Um, Entitlement just doesn't work with God. Um, it might work in, under certain governments. It might work in certain careers, but it does not work with God. And um, that, that night I quit looking at pornography. That night I never uh, went out again. Um, I ended 
other relationships. And like four months later, Carla showed up. And uh, so if I would say anything to you all tonight, I would say don't pray prayers that you're not willing to become what the result of the prayer that you want That's requires. It's great. Um, like you're praying for God to give you your own business, but you won't do, go do a good job in the job he gave you right now. Well, why would he reward you with a business? You won't go to Starbucks and do a good job as a barista. He's not gonna let you open your own coffee shop. Like, clean your room. You know, like, I mean, you know? So listen, I think, I really believe with all my heart that there has been in the last year a divine shift in our church. And, um, and this culture is playing a part in it. And I believe that you all are anointed. Amen. And, uh, Amen. I really do. I believe you are anointed and it is time to be the anointing that God has put on your life. Like God said to Esther, you are here for such a time as this. He, Jesus also said, stop worrying about tomorrow, man. You know what that says to me? You got today. Like today. Go be the best version of you today. If you've got a bad attitude, knock it off. If you're not working hard, start working hard. If you're not taking care of yourself physically, start taking care of yourself physically. If you're not reading your Bible, start reading it. Man, I tell people every week in church, 20 minutes a day, it'll change your life. Man, that's, that's one less show a night. You can still binge four episodes of The Office, just not five. Like, you know, and I'm telling you, God will revolutionize your mind. He will revolutionize your soul. He will fix your heart. He'll heal your body. And stuff will start happening for you. You cannot comprehend how broken of a human I was. I did not like God. Like, I didn't like it. I didn't even like church. Like, I was depressed. You've heard me talk about some of this. I was depressed. I was addicted. I couldn't sleep. I had insomnia. I, was a, I had anxiety. I had panic attacks. I, had, oh, I was like D, all of the above. I think I was going to say demon possessed. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> no, legit, every once in a while I would pray in the spirit just to see if I was still saved. Like, no, I was, I was like, if I, if I can pray in the spirit, that means I'm still saved. <laughs> so, like, I would do it. Like, All right, that was enough of that. But listen, man, you just go get a revelation of Jesus for yourself. When the Holy Spirit convicts you, make the change. 
And I'm telling you, God will do things that you never thought he could do. You're, you're not going to just open the business. You're going to open a better business. You're not just going to become a nurse. You're going to become the nurse supervisor. You're not going to become the doctor. You're going to run the hospital. You're not going to become a city council person. You're going to be the mayor. Like, if God's going to take you places... And we're going to have campuses and some of you are going to work for the church and be doing things you never dreamed of and pushing us farther than we've ever been. And this is going to be an incredible season in our church. Yeah. And I'm just telling you, man, it's going to start with hundreds of young people getting their hearts on fire for Jesus and deciding that we are going to do it God's way. And then we're going to look at God and say, okay, Lord, I'm doing it your way. So now you start doing it your way. And the possibilities are endless. Man, I love you. Wow, what a conversation. Guys, that's it for us today. If you're not following us on social media, jump over to Instagram. Follow us at This Prime Culture to keep up with everything that's happening with the culture. We have Prime HQ, Culture Night, Circle, so many great things happening. We want you to be part of it. Hey, but don't forget, Friday is Prime Day. We'll be back here next Friday with more Prime Culture podcasts. But until then, like it, rate it, share it, do all of it and be the culture.